the San Jose Barracuda advance and take down the Colorado Eagles 5-1. We'll talk about how this game went, what's next for the CUDA, and a lot more right now on Barracuda After Dark. Barracuda! Good evening, everyone. It is March 19th, 2021. The San Jose Barracuda take down the Colorado Eagles, the Avalanche minor league affiliate, by a score of 5-1. to one. Welcome to Barracuda After Dark. This is your live interactive San Jose Barracuda postgame. Yeah, baby! That's right. At least another team from the Bay Area can make the playoffs, too, and win in a play-in. Am I right? So if you want to be part of the show, teal together, interact with us, chat with us and fellow Barracuda and AHL fans on the page or the app. And, of course, follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and find everything at tealtownusa.com. Good evening, everyone. I am Eric Curra alongside a very happy Kevin Lacey. He's so excited. I think he might have muted himself. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Wait. sorry. I was trying to uh, get the get the link out so we can get as many people in the chat room as possible here. Yes, I'm ah. excited. Uh, I'm so excited that I forgot to uh, put up a jersey or hang a jersey or anything. But, uh, uh, you know, we've got quite a bit to talk about in this game. And uh, thankfully, no issues don't have to worry about work no meltdowns with the email system anything like that you have my full undivided attention un until people in the chat decide to start blowing me up or something like that but <laughs> thanks for being here uh we're gonna have fun with this one the barracuda win and continue on which means more post-game shows for us isn't that oh, exciting eric I, hey i'm down for it it kind of works out perfectly with with inventory and my work schedule coming up. So I am down for that. A uh, couple of things in the chat. Let's get to it because, of course, this is a little bit different. Uh, Big Bird wants to know, serious question, does anyone know or how if the Barracuda games are televised? I'm on the East Coast in New York City. Okay. Great question, Big Bird. So, of course, you can always subscribe to AHL TV. Like right now, uh, they're doing a, a, a deal. Uh, I guess you could call it a deal if you really, really want to watch it. It's $15. But given that there's only a divisional playoff left and that's it, I don't know if that's your best you know, use of money. But, I mean, it is only $15. Bucks, so if you want to watch, uh, not bad. There are other means um, that you can use to watch as well. Um, that also I'll say that also provide the AHL TV stream, but I'll have to leave it at that. My advice to everyone is to always do the full season package because like for for this season, it was only, I believe, like 35 bucks or something yeah. like that for the full season, the whole league. Uh, I might I might be off a little bit there. It might be 40, 45 bucks, but 35 for team, 45 for the whole league. Um, but you get to see all the Barracuda games at your at your pleasure. Uh, given that the that it is the AHL, you know, a lot of people like to watch them on replay. Uh, I, for one, missed the final five games of the regular season, and okay. I do plan on going back and watching them because even though most of them were losses, I heard uh, they were they were pretty enjoyable games. So, uh, you know, I always say 
subscribe to AHL TV. It's a it's a good way to go. But you can if you know where to look, you you can watch the game. And of course on Tealtown USA, the Twitter account, we've always got gifts of all the highlights like the like the five goals that we had tonight. Right. So check that out. All right, let's get into that. Uh, you know, coming off a, a game yesterday with the Tucson Roadrunners where the shots were like, you know, uh, hard to come by. It, it, it's like uh, freaking, you know, shots on goal 13 to 12 after one period of play. So a complete 180 of everything that happened the prior before with and this time with the Colorado Eagles. But Maxim Latunov gets hit, gets going uh, early on. He gets a nice feed from Evan Weinger and Brandon Coe, you know, about a little under six minutes to go in the in the first period to uh, get things going for the CUDA and make it one nothing. What did you take from you know the the first? I mean, obviously, like they said, it's like they compacted yesterday's game and almost into one period <laughs> with the offense. Well, you know, I've only caught a couple of Eagles games this season, but the the ones that I did watch were absolutely wild, very very high offensive games and. And the Eagles and the Barracuda both, I think, were were missing some pieces for sure. We we talked yesterday on the show. If you didn't catch yesterday, uh, there was a very interesting <laughs> version of the sh- the post game show yesterday, uh, discussing how the Barracuda were without Sasha Shmolevsky, Yol Chelman, Yol Chelman. That's the the unknown one that I'm not aware of. Frederick Handemark appears to be uh, already back in Sweden. That's what it. The rumors say um, Jeff Yell's hurt, Jochen Blickfeld's hurt. Uh, so they're, the Barracuda are missing some offensive firepower there. The Eagles, uh, I was on the uh, the Calder Farmstead pregame show earlier today, if you want to check that out. And uh, we were discussing how the Eagles had eight players called up off their roster to join the Avalanche for their playoff run. So they also were without um, some of their their heavy firepower there. But nevertheless, both teams got uh, plenty of shots here. Um, and the the Barracuda there with that, with that lone goal in the first period talked a lot yesterday about the duo of Evan Weinger and Max Latunov really finding a lot of chemistry over the last about eight weeks of the season, um, and they were they were with Sasha Chmielewski there for for a good bulk of of their uh, the stretch run there. But with Chmielewski off to the World Championships, Brandon Coe has really fit in nicely. Brandon Coe, who didn't play at all at the start of the season, uh, only 19 years old. Uh, that line got a goal yesterday. That line gets uh, actually the first goal of the game yesterday, and they got the first goal of the game tonight. So uh, they're they're continu- continuing to contribute, and with those those mainstay players like Blickfeld, like Alex True, Shmulevsky, I mentioned, they need players like Max Latunov to step up. And I, you know, we still have. Who knows how long to go uh, in the playoffs? You never know. Uh, it's no longer single elimination after these two playoff game, like these two playoff games were. But I dare say Max Latunov might be the MVP of this team, despite the fact that I will say Joachim Blickfeld was the best player for this team, and Josef Kozinash definitely deserves some consideration there. But without 
the pieces and with the the ever fluid roster that the Barracuda have had this season with all the taxi squad and main <laughs> roster call-ups, the one guy who's come in night in, night out, day in, day out, Max Latunov, has continued to step up his game, show, showed why here in that first period with that goal. Yeah, so. absolutely. And to get things going, I mean, early on, really to, as you said, Colorado was dealing with a depleted roster with a lot of their, you know, uh, oh gosh, I, I don't want to see Taxi Squad per se, but they're I, like they're killer bees. I think I've heard. Yeah, the, the Black Aces. The Black Aces. Thank you. That's the one I was looking for, where they're just going to be just sitting in the press box just in case everything. Uh, and, and that's the interesting part about this, because you look at, well, I mean, the Roadrunners, they were pretty much then. So they had a lot of players back, kind of similar with the CUDA. You're, you're seeing that with Colorado. You're wondering if you're going to see that with Henderson. You know, or you know, I I just wonder if uh, if that could be an advantage for for the Barracuda as they uh, as they head to uh, to the Orleans Arena. Well, the Barracuda will definitely need to get as many advantages as they can because although I think the Barracuda put up decent efforts against, I mean, we're looking ahead here with you know uh, for, for the me. next game, but but. <laughs> Um, the the next series against Henderson, even though Henderson decidedly won the season series, I didn't dislike the Barracuda, how the Barracuda played against them. And in fact, um, especially early on, because again, I missed I missed the last couple of games against Henderson, so I don't really quite know how how those games went, and I do want to go back and watch them. But I know that early on early on in the season series, though Henderson was was winning. Most, if not all, of those games, I actually thought the Barracuda were outplaying them for most of them. I thought that Logan Thompson, who uh, basically has been the best goalie in the AHL this year, really single-handedly carried Henderson uh, through the season series against the Barracuda. Um, I'm not impressed with their defense, and uh, if if the sh- the Barracuda offense can uh, step up like they did tonight, especially with uh, young new faces. Uh, again, talked about that on yesterday's show, but you've got a guy like Christoph Habik who, Habik, who just got called up from the ECHL and did not play yesterday, gets inserted into the lineup tonight in uh, favor uh, of Vlad Kotkov, and Habik scored two goals, his first two goals in the AHL. So players like that stepping up. Uh, Nicholas Malash scored his first goal in over two years. 79 games, if I'm not mistaken, right? 79 games. March 3rd, 2019 was the last time that Malosh scored a goal at any level. And he and he did it tonight in the playoffs. And I would like, uh, you know, we, we, we can kind of carry on through the score line here. But I do yeah. want to reserve some time to give some major praise to Nicholas Malosh because he's been really just thriving this season, I think, with this team. He struggled last year. Um, but kind of everyone struggled last year, but I've liked his game. So, uh, we'll talk about him later on, yep. but, um, uh, yep. yeah, no, uh, John, John with the super chat donation, as always, like, like, you know, sharks and teal town after dark and everything, uh, that goes to support the show. Of course, we, we recommend Venmo at teal town USA for donations, uh, that goes back to help support the show on the website and everything. There, uh, John John saying, Kevin, my fourteen ninety nine for one game turned into at least a total of three games. 
uh, one plus two more minimum. So he, he's, hey. he's jumping on there. That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's true fandom right there. And we, we love you, John, John. Like, thank you so much for your support throughout the season. And, like, supporting the, the, the Barracuda here, you take you take that risk with that $15 for just the one game. And now it turns into to five at the very – or four at the very least. And who knows what else. Um, see, so that, that average is down. And, I mean – that's that's the uh, that's the price of a, a ticket and a half at a live game. So, <laughs> I mean, if you when you when you want to compare it that way, fifteen dollars isn't that bad. And I'm glad you made it work for you. And I'm glad that you're watching the games. And I'm uh, you know, uh, the 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 more fandom that the Barracuda can have, uh, the better because um, this team's fun to watch. Definitely. Moving on to the second period here, uh, I and mean, this is when the Barracuda really I think started to show their their prowlessness here, you know, within the span of three minutes, uh, you see Zachary Gallant get his first from the Pashnik brothers. Uh, and then you see Christoph Rabic, as you said, get his first of two with, you know, Ryan Merkley getting an assist and then Malosh. Is it Malosh or Malosh? Uh, we go in back and forth about this. So, I started with Malosh and then was told it was Malosh and then was retold that it was Malosh. And it makes me just want to say I'm going with what I've always known it to be, (laughs) which is Malosh until the player tells me otherwise. Right. So (laughs) so so they get make it a three nothing lead. And then Sampo Ranta gets one back for Colorado. It ended up being their only goal of the night. Um, Sure for that but in the middle frame you know you see how how the this team was going uh, i mean with the two goals early i thought that might have been enough for the cuda right off the bat it did it did definitely seem like the barracuda really took a stranglehold there in the second period and the the beginning of the second period let, let's not kid ourselves like it was kind of to me back to that ho-hum hockey that we saw for much of the tucson game yesterday right. Like I didn't really see much out of either team to start the second period. I think Colorado started off uh, pretty well, but got got kind of um, squelched out there by the Barracuda defense pretty early on, and then nothing really happened. And then those those two goals, Zach Galland, I, I mentioned the depth scoring, like guys like Krabik stepping up and Malosh tonight. Like Zach Galland scores his second career goal. Literally the same goal he scored on his first goal back in March against San Diego. It was it was a carbon copy. Go back and again, John, John, you have the AHL subscription. You can go back to that. I believe it was March 9th game against San Diego. Zach Gallant from the exact same spot to the exact on the ice to the exact same spot in the top corner of the net. Past the glove of the goalie. This time it was Eustace Ananen. Um, a great shot by Gallant. Honestly, Eric, it makes me kind of want to see Zach Gallant just be the left point man on the power play. Uh, <laughs> because if he can rip it from back there, um, absolutely keep, you know, keep doing that, buddy. So uh, I know that uh, that Haley, who uh, frequently talks about the Barracuda on Twitter, um, and and goes to the games, and I believe is a season ticket holder. I know she was really happy uh, with the signing of Zach Gallant. Uh, so I, I promised earlier in the year of 
on in the reef of some Zach Gallant love. So there you go. He <laughs> he did some good things tonight. Um, it was centering the fourth line again, but um, you know, fourth line goals, all the goals matter here. You know, right. so and that's Gerard's kid, right? Or is he? Ooh. Is there? I thought there's some don't. relation to that. Ah, uh, I know it's not his son because it. Zach is Zach Galant's dad. As as you know, the running gag with Tealtown USA is all the parents love me, and Zach Galant's <laughs> father did tweet me earlier this year, and it was not Gerard Galant. So, <laughs> all right, I don't. I'll, I can pull it up, but I don't recall there being a, a relation there. Gotcha. <laughs> Oh, but let's talk about actually. Can I talk about the third goal here while you pull that go, up? Go ahead. All right. So, Christoph Habit gets his first AHL goal after spending the majority of the season in the ECHL. And this is a goal that starts from Nick Malosh, who, you know, my favorite goal yesterday, there were only two for the Barracuda, but my favorite goal yesterday was that Evan Weinger goal where Max Latunov was down deep, made a great defensive play. Got it out to Brandon Coe. Coe rushed up, found Malosh. Malosh had his head up, looking at his options, found Weinger in front of the net, banked it off of Weinger and in to tie the game. Here, here tonight, Malosh with another super smart play. Now, the Barracuda were on the tail end of a power play, and, and in fact, I believe it had expired by that point, but some good sustained puck possession on that power play. Malosh is down deep in the left offensive corner, finds Ryan Merkley on the in the complete opposite corner back at the right point beautiful pass diagonal reverse diagonal basically to Ryan Merkley Merkley who you know it, take him or leave him basically Ryan Merkley you either love him or you don't um tonight uh, he 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 played okay um this might have actually been more of a middle ground game but M Ryan Merkley uh, made a real strong play on that right right side point deked around one of the Eagles, I don't know who, made him drop his stick and everything. Um, so really kind of just embarrassed him there. Merkley skates in after making that move. His shot gets blocked but goes right to Christoph Hrabik. That's a hard one for me to say, Christoph Hrabik. Um, but Hrabik just blasts that one home. Anun Ananen had no chance on that. Um, just the, the right carom at the right, right place, right time. That made it three nothing, but it all starts with a great play by Nicholas Malosh, and I, I said I wanted to give him some love, and uh, he, he's coming up big for this team as probably their strongest defenseman this whole season. Gotcha. Wasn't able to pull it up. It's definitely not Gerard's kid, so my apologies <laughs> there. I, I I was just hoping you you know we could throw up. Remember that uh, picture I I had of uh, Gerard behind the bench in. Uh, his SAP oh, yeah. suit, you know, would have been yeah, would have been nice to have that to go with there. John, John, uh, thank you very much for your super chat donation again. So, do we need to bring up the five minute major, uh, Las Vegas whining about a major? Hey, hey, yeah, Kevin, I have a sub now. <laughs> wait, wait, basically, they, oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a subscription now, and, and you know, so do we bring up the five minute major uh, during this series coming up? Are you talking the five-minute major that happened tonight? No, I'm talking about the five-minute major that happened two years ago against another night squad. Which one would that be? I have no idea. I, I don't think I've ever seen that one before. I don't know. Something happened like that? No, I'm kidding. 
something, something like but that. Actually, five-minute majors and the Colorado Eagles are uh, not few and far between, as there was a very dicey situation in last night's Colorado-Ontario game where Boko Imama decided to um, try and decapitate Kyle Burroughs. Um, that might have actually helped to the Barracuda advantage because Kyle Burroughs was not nearly the for physical force tonight as he was last night and throughout the season for the Eagles and in his brief NHL call-up. I think uh, this game really played to the Barracuda's... Um, I don't know if you'd call a lack of physicality a strength, but it didn't play into their weakness, I guess, uh, of their lack of physicality. Like, this was a... a for the most part, except for the start of the third period, uh, a pretty even-keeled game. I think the Eagles might have been a little worn down from the ruggedness of last night's game. And I do want to mention, Eric, that on the Eagles broadcast last night, they talked about how the Barracuda players were in attendance for the game. And I uh, really kind of wonder if that, that played to their advantage, having played the 1 o'clock game. Right. And being able to take the night off, especially having not played Colorado all season, was this was the only divisional opponent opponent that the Barracuda did not play this season. Um, I'm sure that the coaching staff has tape and you know can can inform players about you know watch for this and and they know guys like T.J. Tynan who are, you know established veterans things like that, but still. Uh, being able to just sit back, relax, know they had the game today, and being able to be in person to observe the Eagles playing, uh, I think that really, the, the time slots really benefit the Barracuda today. I mean, who knows how much, but I mean, I, I think there's something to be said there. So, um, definitely. You want to get into that third period? Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was going to say, you know, uh, apparently there was a big hit tonight in the Colorado Avalanche game with Nazem Kadri. You talk about the hit, uh, you know, last night uh, between Colorado and the Ontario Reign, and then, of course, 44 seconds in, kind of also, I think that was the other nail in the coffin for Colorado, was Mika Salamaki taking a five-minute boarding major on Jake Middleton, I got it right this time, Kevin. Yes. There you go. Um, Does not like being called Jacob, everybody. My bad. <laughs> All right. My bad. Inside joke, folks. Go with it here. But, you know, uh, really dicey hit. I mean, uh, I think I think Jake um, just really kind of was able to get a, a chance to uh, kind of you know, make sure he gets a little bit of, of his arms up there at the end there, but still a dangerous hit. And, uh, and uh, again, five-minute major that they didn't even put anybody in the box for. <laughs> so, uh, this whole situation, <laughs> this whole situation, you know, that that's the sentence. This whole situation. So Sampa Ranta gets the goal at the end of the second period, uh, very late at the end of the second period. I don't know if he said something uh, as he went off the ice or maybe during the goal, but he was definitely chirping with Jake Middleton to start the third period. And there's a very quick stoppage to start the, you know, seconds into the third period. And Jake Middleton gives him a little shot, like a little, you know, jab with his stick or whatever. Uh, Ranta takes offense to it, says something. Robbie Russo, who's 
another a good veteran leader, a uh, longtime AHLer. Uh, he jumps in and you know starts chirping. So they're 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 bad mouthing Ranta and Ranta's giving it back. Um, so there was there was definitely something going on there. So the very next shift, the fellow Finn Miko Sal, Mika Salamaki, who uh, long time well I don't know about long time NHLer, but definitely has some considerable NHL experience. When I saw him in the lineup for for tonight's game, I was thinking. What bonehead hit is he going to do? Because I remember him playing for Nashville. Right. And this was it. So when he, when he hits, you know, he's he's definitely gunning for Jake Middleton on that play. So he fully deserved the five-minute major for boring, boarding in a game misconduct. Because you cannot convince me that he... I'm not saying he was trying to injure Middleton. But you can't tell me that he wasn't trying to hit him. Right. That's for damn sure. And it was a reckless play, a stupid play. Hits Middleton from behind in a dangerous position. Luckily, Middleton was able to get his arms up enough. And a player who just came back after being out for five games with, a, I believe, a lower body injury. So, you know, I just kept audibly saying, what a stupid hit. Like, yeah. stupid, stupid, stupid hit by Salamaki. Like, I'm not going to pull punches on this stupid hit. And uh, and then puts his team down for seven minutes. <laughs> on paper, it was only five. But don't tell the on-ice officials that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, the, the Barracuda, by the way, the Barracuda five-minute power play there or the seven-minute power play that they got uh, because... If you if you uh, were only watch following online, they wouldn't let the player serving out of the box for some reason for nearly two, two full minutes. But the Barracuda in seven minutes of power play time did less than what they did on their there's their sole other power play of two minutes where Herbeek scored right after. Right. Um, or yeah. Yeah. Herbeek. So. Yeah. Nevertheless, didn't harm the, the Barracuda. No. Um, but. Boy, oh boy! The start of the period was was it was AHL hockey. Yeah, that's how I'll describe. Wasn't it. wasn't e, it wasn't borderline ECHL in a little bit, but you know, uh, it just uh, you know it, it's a dumb dumb penalty, kind of put you know Colorado in a in a big in a big hole. I mean, they're already down two goals. You, you if if the Cuda get one, this thing is really done. Um, oh yeah, you know, but uh, you know, it, they would get two empty nairs here, Malosh uh, with an empty nair there, and then Harabic, right? Harabic, Rabik. Thank you. I swear I'm going to. But hey, hey, I'm I'm having a hard time saying <laughs> that. One, so you know, the, it, they get a pair of empty netters to really put this one away. Uh, let's talk about Yosef Korshinash uh, for sure. for a moment here. You know, uh, a little more busier than he was uh, yesterday, uh, stopping 32 of 33. Uh, you could definitely see a little bit of confidence in his play now, I think, especially with being up with the Sharks for a little bit. Uh, what what says you? I talked a lot, you know, we talked a lot about Kojanash on yesterday's show. So, again, I will really encourage folks to, to check that one out because Kojanash really uh, uh, has looked strong since coming back. Now, this is back-to-back -back games on on back-to-back -back days that he's only given up one goal. Um, his, his pad work is excellent. Like, he had a killer 
pad, you know, game saving, maybe pad save with nine seconds left yesterday on Yan Yannique. And early on in this game, his the opposite pad, because that was his uh, left pad. And he had a great right pad kick save on Cal Burke um, sometime in either the first or second period. But time after time, the Eagles were shooting low on Kojanash, and Kojanash was having none of it. Like, he his motions were crisp. Uh, he wasn't sliding all over the place, maybe a little bit on the, on the Ranta goal, but, um, that was also a byproduct of, uh, a, a bad bounce going away from Kojanash. So he was kind of out to dry there. Um, so I'm not going to fault him on, on that one goal against, but overall, you know, uh, his rebound control, uh, continue to say it, his rebound control was a major concern and, and, uh, a big reason why he was trending downward over the last couple years in his career, but he really seems to have worked hard with Evgeny Nabokov, and I think Danny Sabarin has had a big influence on him coming in as the new goalie coach this season. He looks like he's, uh, you know, invested a lot of time in 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 uh, you know fun the fundamentals, the fundamentals that uh, he was lacking last year because he's a totally different goalie this year. Um, and he's been better and better and better every time. It's like Nick Malosh on defense. Like these two players, you can see it. it when they're out there. They believe in themselves. And not that they didn't believe themselves at the start of the season, but you see they make Malosh makes better and better decisions when he's out there on the ice, game in, game out. Kojanash, his say the the quality of his saves are getting better and better, which is perfect because as the Barracuda move along in these playoffs, the 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 competition's going to be harder. So right. he needs to be better and better. So he's trending in the right direction. And again, I don't know if Kojanash is uh going to be an NHL starter someday, but he he hung in there in his cup of coffee with the Sharks. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think we can agree he wasn't like lights out or anything, but he he comes in confident. He looks confident. Confidence, not cockiness. That's right. the big thing. And uh, Koshin Ash is great. I, I love it. I, I want him to start out the rest of the playoff games. And, uh, you know, Melnichuk can... can uh, observe and then next year it'll be Melnichuk's net for the Barracuda most likely so um but for now it's Kojanash and uh hats off to you buddy yeah (laughs) great great performance in these two playing games uh stopping you know two goals two goals allowed on 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 53 shots I mean that's that's nice to see and, and nice to have a boost going in uh, for to make your make your um, have a chance at uh putting out your uh, portfolio for uh training camp next year. Well said, Eric. And I have to throw this in there because this got lost on the episode of In the Reef that got garbled up. But in that episode that uh, never got aired, um, I was tweeted because because Shang Peng had an article on SJ Hockey Now about. Joseph Kojanash saying he's ready for an NHL opportunity. And at the time, I, I believe that because he was great for the Barracuda. And and some jabroni, uh, some former beat writer up in Quebec, uh, who who's no longer a beat writer. So, you know, hmm. 
uh, <laughs> tweets me saying, how can a guy who gave up seven goals last night say that he's ready for the NHL? And I told him, did you watch the game? And he goes, no. <laughs> I'm like, so you used to be a beat writer and you don't watch the games. Yeah, your point is valid, yeah. you know, because that was a game that Kojanash was actually very good and the defense was horrible. And, <laughs> and maybe that's why he's a former beat writer. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, like, sure, Carey Price has given up seven goals in a game uh, before and he, you know, I, I mean, I guess you could say he's an AHLer now because he did That's get true. an AHL start a couple days ago on rehab. But, <laughs> you know, like, OK, if we're going to be writing off a goalie for, for one bad game that was more bad defense, then there's never going to be any goalies in the NHL. Kevin, let's be <laughs> real here. Carey Price hasn't been the same since Brian Campbell did that spin around a goal. I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, 13 years, he hasn't been the same since. I mean, God, it's... yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, Kojanash, uh, you know, he, I, I know Sharks fans are clamoring for a goalie to get behind. <laughs> so if you're new to watching or listening about the Barracuda and you're more, you know, you're you're watching this because it's more hockey kind of thing. Again, I encourage you to watch some of these Barracuda games because Yosef Kojanash, you know, maybe maybe he has a bad game next game. Hopefully not. I don't expect him to the way he's been performing. Um but yeah, you know, give it a shot uh, because this is a team that you can be proud in. I think the Barracuda have, uh, I don't know if they've like blown out expectations, but they've exceeded expectations. So No, I mean, let's, let's look at it. They were the fourth seed going into this play-in tournament. They get the job done. They looked pretty solid through, throughout of it. So uh, they, uh, they, are deserved to be in this tournament, even if the players don't want to play in it per se. So, uh, so the so the Barracuda will move on. They will play in the Pacific Division semifinals starting Friday. Uh, it's a right. it's a best of three series. So this one's gonna go yeah. really quick as the AHL wants to finish up the season by May 29th. Uh, so. The series Henderson versus San Jose will begin Friday. It's on the scroll up top here. Friday at 7 p.m. Uh, Sunday at 1 p.m. If I'm not mistaken, and yes, and then if necessary, the deciding game three will be Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. So look out for conference calls up plenty on on Monday if it requires a game three. Yeah, let's let, let's hope the Barracuda sweep this in two, because it, for those of you who did watch yesterday's show, you see how things can just on the, the turn of a dime. We're all ready to start. And then life comes calling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, John John with another super chat. Kevin, we used to have an ECHL in Evansville, the Iceman. They moved to Jacksonville, became a SPHL team of the Thunderbolts, uh, any info if the SPHL will resume next season? Ooh, that, uh, ooh, those, man. Those um, are tough ones. I mean, we saw a lot of minor league baseball shake up uh, because of everything that went down. You wonder if there's going to be some that come out from uh, from hockey once COVID uh, 
you know, kind of subsides a little bit. Yeah, I I would put faith that the SPHL now the SPHL uh, that's a little too far off my even my radar, but um, the SPHL. I would I would have faith that they'll be back next year because I know the ECHL is planning on having a full league next year. The SPHL being the the league below the ECHL, which is the league below the AHL. But the AHL and the E both are expecting to have full regular seasons next year. Uh, the SPHL, um, even though still below them, um, hey, you have to be good to be in that league. You have to be better than me to be in that league. So, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely not going to be making that that I'm no spring chicken anyway. But uh, I, I imagine that um, th- they'll have the support and uh, be able to to function next year. So I I, I wouldn't can be concerned on that. Gotcha. All right. So the Barracuda win five one. They will play, take on the Henderson Silver Knights. In a three-game series, all games are at Orleans Arena. I believe since the Cooter are now the the lowest seed, there's no chance for any games at at the Shark Tank, correct? This is correct. Yeah, the Barracuda go from being the highest seed in this play-in tournament to the lowest seed in the playoff tournament. So uh, all games, even though they'll be switching officially home or away, home, away kind of thing, uh, all games are being done at one site at a time. Um, so these games are going to be in Henderson, Bakersfield versus San Diego uh, will be in Bakersfield. Right? I believe so. Actually, you know what? Are they uh, going back and forth? Yeah, all games in Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. All games are in Bakersfield. There, but so. I, w- I would assume if it ends up being like San Jose, San Diego, they'll go back to Irvine to finish it up. Yeah, absolutely. Something something along those lines, because the AHL, you know, they're trying to conserve money as it is. You know, they they try to limit travel as best they can to begin with, let alone during a pandemic, even if it is a tail end of a pandemic. And the Barracuda did get their uh, vaccinations uh, back in late March, early April. I can't quite remember there. Um, So they hopefully don't have anything to be concerned about there. But uh, nevertheless, the AHL. Because the East, a big reason why there's no playoffs is because the Eastern Conference in the AHL was an absolute tire fire for COVID-19 cases this year. Mm. So, um, I mean, Utica didn't play a game for over a month. So, go I figure. Mean, and the Canucks had the same issue with it as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. That that part was actually coincidental, but nevertheless. Um, you know, uh, there's there the AHL is trying to limit the risk here while still getting some games in like this specific division. So um, not, <laughs> Matt says, buckle up. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, buckle up. Not the old days of the one, 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 one series playoff series. Uh, yeah, well, that's for sure. So uh, we'll do a quick wrap around because there there. Yes, there was some other hockey going on here. We'll quickly do this and we'll get out of here here. Uh, Bruins win in double overtime on on what I call the Archer's Urbe special, uh, where where uh, the Caps goaltender Samsonov just left it behind and it got gets in skates and doesn't get back in his crease and uh, Miller gets the game winner for that one in double overtime. Such a heartbreaking 
way to lose, but for the Bruins, you take the win three to two, the final there, they're up to one in that series. And the funny thing about that was to start the third period, Yosef Kozhenash did the same thing. And I was like, oh, don't. Luckily, Craig Smith not on the ice for the Eagles. And then Jake McGrew stripped Eustace Ananen uh, later in the third period of the puck and had an open net and couldn't couldn't connect. And I'm thinking, well, Craig Smith isn't on our team either. So. <laughs> right. right. Uh, moving onward, the Hurricanes shut out Nashville 3-0 in this one. They go up 2-0 in the series. I mean, it's weird to see a big crowd, but to see the atmosphere in Carolina, it's just electric and, and it's nice to see uh just to have that going on and I, I look forward to seeing how the atmosphere even in 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 uh in uh sunrise for for the battle of florida i look forward to seeing what it's going to be in tampa uh i believe tomorrow uh for that continuing of the series there uh but three nothing for uh drew weber's carolina hurricanes uh good good to uh good to see there but uh carolina I mean, I thought Nashville would be a little more into it, but, you know, it is what it is, right? Um, I'm trying to remember who I picked on that. I know I picked Carolina for sure. I just can't remember if I picked five or six games on that series. I, uh, Ian will tell me, but I believe it was, uh, I believe I, I think it was five for me and him as well. I didn't think Nashville was going to do too much. Uh, maybe got maybe get six games. We'll see on that one. But I, I honestly, at this point, I think Caroline might be too good for them. So, uh, John, John, uh, thank you very much for your donation, Kevin. You do a great job on your Barracuda coverage, and and then some other guy does okay for Teal Town. That's I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, John, John. Thank you, and thank you. and Matt. Uh, completely agree with the previous statement. You guys are awesome. Appreciate it. Oh, Matt. thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, kudos. I, 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 I've said it before. You have to be dedicated fans to be watching an AHL podcast. Yeah, right. So, so <laughs> kudos to all of you. Oh, kudos. <laughs> Eric can't have all the bad puns. Oh, I got to come in there with one from time to time. That's so. true. That's for sure. Somebody has to. Um, Winnipeg goes up one game to none in the in their series with the Edmonton Oilers winning 4-1 in this one. Connor Hellebuck uh, stepping up to the task, which, you know, which you ex you kind of expect. He didn't hella suck. He he stops 32 of 33 shots in this one for the victory here. And, and Winnipeg up one game to nothing. Man, I, if if you're a Jets fan, you're just like, oh, can't we just get some crowd noise in, in into a uh, – Bell MTS place because that would be huge now that they got one game in. Uh, I know home ice isn't exactly home ice, but man, Winnipeg off to a good start and, and surprising for the Oilers. And I'm surprised they're wearing those those uh, navy blue alternates. I'm not sure about those. Oh, really? Oh, we're going to have a disagreement on this later. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, f uh, finally, uh, well, there's two more left, but the Avalanche win six to three. Uh, Jonas Donskoy gets uh, a pair of goals here. Uh, Nathan McKinnon does his thing; uh, he gets a pair of goals. Uh, but that's not the only thing they'll be talking about. They'll be talking about Nazem Kadri taking out Justin Falk, and um, 
what is it about Nazem Kadri and illegal hits in the first round of the playoffs? My goodness. So I didn't see it since I was watching the Barracuda game. This is the first time hearing about this. But all you had to say is Nazem Kadri, and I know what time of the year it is, so there, he he can't be up to any good. Like that's like saying Brad Marchand in the second round. Oh no, now you know like. Oh, geez. I can't wait to see this hit. Yeah, um, it's it doesn't look good. I mean, uh, yeah, it it's. And and it's I it's, heard, your, it's your classic, you know, headshot. Uh, let, let's just oh, lovely. It. Yeah, it, it's oh, it's not good. I just saw the replay again. And it's like, uh, I, you know, now I don't know if I'll be more pissed if. Kadri only gets five thousand, or Tom Wilson got his five thousand. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, but I mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the rest of the series off. So, uh, um, I will now throw out the challenge, and folks, tweet your thoughts in at Teal Town USA. <laughs> Two plays I have not seen yet that I apparently need to go to see here. What which is worse? Nazem Kadri's hit tonight in the Colorado Avalanche game oh, or Jermaine Lowen of the Henderson Silver Knights, who is was suspended for four games, who will not be appearing against the Barracuda here because um, apparently he axe swung a player several times. Mm. I have not seen that yet, but uh, tweet at Tilltown USA <laughs> and let us know which one's worse and which one, uh, which penalty or uh, which discipline was more underwhelming because I'm sure that's the the avenue we're going right so. seriously yeah. oh man uh so there's that and of course the final regular season game ha happened today uh the flames win six to two over the Vancouver Canucks really didn't do too much it just starting the speculation of what's going to happen in Vancouver of course the Canucks won uh you know after we got off the air uh, and solidified the Sharks with the seventh best odds to win the draft lottery. Uh, so uh, that'll be interesting to see. The draft lottery uh, will be June 2nd. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. We will be live during the draft lottery, so that's going to be fun. So be on the lookout cool. for that. If you haven't already, You know, if you're a big Sharks fan, hit that subscribe button. Do us a favor. You're, we're we're going to be here at least two more games. You know, God willing, <laughs> that that this they don't go into overtime because, you know, he's got the weekend off. Or he's got the weekend off. I don't. So <laughs> fingers crossed that things get done uh, early and often for for the Barracuda. So, in case you missed anything or do you want to watch this again, check us out on TealTownUSA.com. And this is actually an old graphic now. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Hit that subscribe button to YouTube. SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and now Audible. Yes, that's right. The the company that we sponsored for like a season or two uh, years ago, back when we were technology, Audible. You can find us there. Uh, but of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. So with that, my friend Kevin, you ready for some playoff hockey? Are, are you going to grow out the playoff beard? I kind of got a head start a little bit, but... I'm not sure if I'm going to do it yet. This is, you know, with the nature of these short series, I mean, I am actually growing my playoff beard, but I don't, you know, I don't grow facial hair very quickly. So gotcha. 
Uh, I might be where you're at right now in two weeks. Um, <laughs> nice. But there was one other game. Since this is the AHL show, the Belleville Senators beat the Toronto Marlies 6-4 oh, to four right. because just like the Canucks and the Flames, there's still AHL regular season games being played up in Canada. The Belleville Senators scored four goals in the first period, then gave up the next three, but then scored two more and won 6-4. Nice. Their series season whatever finale is tomorrow. We'll finally get through regular season games uh, in both leagues. Gotcha. So. so the Barracuda and the Silver Knights uh, will start Friday night in Orleans Arena at 7 p.m. Uh, I know they've had some uh, fans in attendance there, so we know Hockey Turkey is in the area. So who knows if uh, he'll uh, check that out. But we'll see. We'll keep you posted on everything. Uh, it'll be fun to uh, see if they do anything again. The interesting part is, is, you know, the Black Aces up for the Golden Knights. Will that have an effect for the Barracuda? Remains to be seen. We'll, we'll find out. So, Kevin, thank you very much. Uh, your final thoughts and where people can find you. Final thoughts real quick. Uh, both UC Okanen and Derek Roy retired today. So happy trails to both longtime NHL players, uh, players I really enjoyed watching. So, But you weren't sharks, so bye-bye. <laughs> um, I am at Kevin Lacey 22 You can follow me on most social media platforms. I tweet a lot about the Barracuda, and I will continue to as we are now in Barracuda playoff territory. So thanks for, for joining us. And uh, again... Um, follow Teal Town USA on Twitter and and check out uh, if if you want to see some highlights and you didn't see the game, check out those gifts on Teal Town USA on Twitter. Definitely. And I'm at Puckeye 14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. We will be back with you Friday night following game one of Cuda and Silver Knights. I wanted to say Sharks and Golden Knights so badly there, but uh, be on the lookout. You can check that on the AHL TV uh, or the Sharks Audio Network on the SAP Center app or or any places that are you can and, find. And, and, and be warned, if you do watch the game on Friday night, A, the Silver Knights helmets suck just as bad as the Golden Knights helmets <laughs> do. And, and two, Henderson has an awesome town crier to announce the goals. Hopefully... There won't be any Silver Knights goals, so you won't have to hear them. But if we give up a couple, and hopefully only a couple, I'll give it to them. It's pretty freaking awesome. So so check that out. Gotcha. All right. With that, we'll go. And until Friday night, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real, teal. Have a great night, everyone. Friday night, we're talking about a victory over the Silver Knights. Good night, everyone.